turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. The views and opinions expressed by Ron Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in, we'll chat, and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. You know what's coming, don't you? Dow 27,000. That's a big round number. I'm not all that worried about big round numbers or excited by them. Is probably the better way of saying it. Um, happy days are here again. The sky's above are clear again. So let's sing a song of cheer again. Happy days are here again. 1930, Ben Selvin sang that song. And uh, we all know what happened after that <laughs> to the economy. Um, CFP Chad Burton is going to be at the event tonight in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. It's income in retirement. It's a super important event. What do you think about Dow 27,000, Chad? Are happy days here again? Or should we have a little bit of worrisome due to kind of what's fueling it? Debt, student debt, corporate debt, mortgage debt. Uh, corporate debt. So what's your thoughts on Dow 27,000, and, and should we be worried? Well, yeah, I, I would say there's certain, you know, junk bond areas or high-yield bond areas that if interest rates were to suddenly, continue, you know, jump rapidly, which we don't see anytime soon, you could see some pain in that area. Student loan debt is more about how are some of these kids coming out of college going to be able to buy homes and invest in their 401ks if they have this large student debt. So I don't see that as a uh, a stock market issue right now necessarily because you have so okay. many baby boomers retiring and continuing to invest and trying to get to the point to be able to retire. Um, there's definitely some bubble issues going on in the auto loan market, though. I mean, I think credit unions and other places like that are giving car loans to people that can fog a mirror, kind of like people were getting mortgages if they could fog a mirror back in 2005 and 6. Um, there was one thing that I did see, Rob, yesterday. Uh, one of my one of my friends in uh, Vancouver, Washington, uh, sent out a, a deal to me on LinkedIn saying, hey, now they're, this, this mortgage company is offering zero down on inter, uh, investment properties. I'm like, oh, oh boy. <laughs> Here okay. we go again. 
You know what I mean? Typically, if you're going to do an investment property, you know, when things are normal, you're putting at least 20% down um, and, you know, doing a traditional loan. But a 0% down where you're, you know, hey, your credit's good, your income good, is it's right now, it's good. You get this investment property and uh, things go upside down. It's not, it's not the greatest idea, but, you know, it's happening. Yeah, it's always interesting, the green shoots or the upshots of what's happening in the market and people looking for alternatives and not buying into the market per se, uh, but always, always adamant about, I got to do something different than everyone else. Is that fair to say that um, people are always sold something? Um, that's not the question that I have, but something like that. Yeah, well, especially now it seems like because of the generation that grew up with their parents dealing with the tech correction and losing their homes in 2007 and 2008, there's a there's a certain group of people that have a total distrust of Wall Street that they they equate the bank and the you know the reselling of all these loans as they can't trust Wall Street. Well, it's, it's not Wall Street. I mean, you still invest in individual companies that you use every single day. So you got to tweak their thinking. So what happens is if they don't trust Wall Street, they can't, and, and they associate that with stocks, then they go look for really aggressive stuff. They don't realize how aggressive it is, whether it's crypto or uh, private equity or, or something that they think they're just going to you know, hit this massive home run versus building a really good financial base. Yeah. It's kind of interesting, Chad, because right now we have a president who kind of has pitched real estate and alternative real estate as a way to get wealthy, and he's shown that he can't show his taxes. He's shown he's gone bankrupt, and yet people still look for alternatives. And yesterday, the Federal Reserve basically went after uh, Facebook's cryptocurrency plan and said this could be a very, very bad idea. And Europe is saying the same thing today. So interesting to know that there's always something to try to distract us out there. Now, I have a question for you, because we're up something like 20% for the year. It's half a year's over, maybe a little bit more. Um, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. Is the run-up that we're having now and for the last nine years, is the next correction going to be a big one? Not 10%, not 15%, but maybe more like 20 to 30%? Are we setting ourselves up for kind of a roller coaster whoosh at some point? Not today, not predicting it, but you know what I'm saying? Well, we already saw it. I mean, you know, we had 19.5% or so on the S&P 500 from September to uh, the to, to basically Christmas Eve. And if we look at the market last year, the market's really kind of struggled to get past that January, uh, was it 2018 highs or so? Because the market right. pulled back a little bit, flatlined through May, rallied to September of last year, 9% on really no reason. It wasn't because earnings were improving. It was because, oh, there's going to be a deal done with China and then you had a 9% rally and then no deal done with China and then you lost that plus another 9.5%. But small caps had fallen 25% or so and are still about 8% off their all-time highs um, for 2018. So we, we already saw a, a steeper correction. If you look at it in terms of valuations, that's when things get a little bit out of hand. If you know we're at 17 times or next year's earnings or so. It's not like we're right. 24, 25 times next year's earnings. If that was the case, I would say yes. The next correction that you'll see will probably likely be back to reality for valuations. But it's not. It's not like that. It's not like it was in 2007 or 1999. But you should expect every five to seven years those 20 to 30 percent corrections that occur. Um, and that's why you have a certain amount of cash in retirement. And that's why when you're younger, you teach yourself when everybody's freaking out and at the gym talking about how bad the stock market is, that's when you should be buying as much as you possibly can. 
It's tough to do. It's tough to do. You have to have a stomach of, of, uh, of, of steel, so to speak. Big event tonight in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge, 630 to 830. Registration is $25. It's waived if you use the code radio 25. It's all about tax reform, how to maximize taxes, because that could be a big boost in retirement. Um, how to boost your income uh, overall in, in retirement, social security strategies, taking it early, maybe not the best idea, taking it late, maybe a better idea, getting 8% returns. You'll talk about that and more tonight. People can sign up for the event by going to newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com and use the code radio25. Now, I have a quick question for you. We have a, a security guard, James, here at the building, and he's 74. And he's retiring today, and he's a sweet old man, and he kind of looks like he's 80, to be quite honest with you. So he stayed as long as his health could have him stay. What are your thoughts? Income in retirement, he, he's had a job in retirement, which is pretty awesome, all things considered. Thoughts? I think that's going to be so much more than norm, especially if you think about the way that people like to live their lives these days, where they're delaying marriage and, and uh, buying homes for the travel experiences and everything else. Um, and I totally get it. I mean, I, I would rather work a little longer and enjoy the type of travel that I enjoy now. And, uh, you know, snowboarding, wake surfing, those types of things. And work a little bit older because, I mean, you know, Rob, my mom's 70 years old. She's still working. She looks like she's about 55. But, um, doing tough mutters and stuff. Yeah, we just did the Rugged Maniac together a couple weekends ago. So that was a blast. And, Keeping her health um, there is good. Yeah, yeah. And she's she, you know, decided five, ten years ago that she's going to lift so she can be strong and not end up frail at some point. You know what I mean? She's, she just didn't want to go that route. So I think that's the norm. I think that a phased retirement is also the norm, Rob, where I don't really have enough to retire, but I don't want to work full-time anymore. So, hey, you know, financial advisor, how much longer do I have to work if I go part-time? Sounds good. We'll see you tonight. CFP Chad Burton, as always, good content. People can learn more about the event and download a downloadable um, a resource, so to speak, at newfocusfinancial.com. Right now, 6.30 to 8.30, Retirement Income and Tax Planning Seminar. It's more complicated than ever. It's hard to know where to begin. Trust me, I'm in that boat as I quickly approach retirement. You can sign up for the event at newfocusfinancial.com. Use the code RADIO25 tonight, 6.30 to 8.30, at the Elks Lodge. We're making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. S&P 500, 3,000. Dow, 28,000. Big round numbers. Will they hold them or not? It's interesting. It's all about the Federal Reserve cutting interest rates. We've become addicted to it. I see that as a bit of a problem, but I'm not calling the party over. I'm not pulling the punch yet. I'm still invested. There's a happier version of that song somewhere out there, for the record. Uh, that one's a little too... I don't know what it is, but it is what it is. Listen to this, though. I'm a little worried long-term about debt. I'm a little worried about student debt, college debt, corporate debt, mortgage debt. We seem to finance a lot of things into the future. Americans owe more than $1 trillion in credit card debt, and according to new polls, households with credit card debt outspend those with 
without debt in most discretionary spending categories. So if you have debt, you tend to spend more than someone who doesn't carry around debt. And listen to this. If you have credit card debt, about 18% of those households are unwilling to cut back on non-essentials like takeout food and leisure travel. People feel entitled. So said the Romans, let's go out and kill us some Christians with lions. This will end well. And then it didn't end so well. It went bad. So that's out there for me. Uh, Credit card debtors outspend debt-free households. That's a problem. That is a problem. Hey, you know who's doing really well right now? Um... A lot of companies, obviously. I know you're saying, duh, you forgot what you were going to say, didn't you? Well, pretty much so. Um, Who is it that I wanted to talk about today? Snap. That's who it is. Snap came public. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'll be here all day. Oh, and before the record, 7-Eleven is giving away free Slurpees today. Woohoo! Free! Woohoo! In addition to getting a free Slurpee... Customers can redeem a free Slurpee on the Chain's app. Customers can get a third free Slurpee if they order 7-Eleven delivery via Chain's 7Now app, which I haven't heard of. But again, I'm not a big shopper at 7-Eleven. And why are they giving away free Slurpees today? Because look at the calendar. It's 7-Eleven. Whoa. Oh, my God. So Delta Airlines reported better than expected earnings, lifting its stock by 2% today. Can't get excited by that. Amazon unveiled a plan to retrain 100,000 of its U.S. workers or a third of its overall workforce by 2025 to help them move up to more advanced jobs other than putting said, you know, item in a box. Snap, like I was getting ready to start talking about Bank of America, Merrill Lynch raised its price target on Snap to $17 from $12 a share, citing an uptick in the Snapchat app downloads. Analysts said third-party data shows second quarter downloads were near record levels. Now, this is an interesting one to stop and talk about for just a second. In large part, they came public, and at one point in time, Facebook wanted to buy them. And it looks like after they came public, maybe they should have taken that deal. In large part, their first two years as a publicly traded company didn't go well. They have a CEO who's young, Evan Spiegel, and cocky. Dad, if I get into Stanford, you're going to buy me a luxury, a luxury car, a Maserati. It wasn't quite the conversation he had, but it's the deal that he had. Something along those lines. Um, he did well. Um, Snap is a publicly traded company. It's got the filters that you can kind of play with. And they're cute. I admit it. I'm on Snap to take cute photos and to send cute messages to my kids. And that's about it. Not much else drives me there. It's not like I like the the disappearing stories that you can send back and forth. I get it. Um, But I don't exactly live in fear of, how shall we say, my text messages coming back to haunt me. So I go with that. Um, But it's doing well. And it was left for dead by people like me. I don't want to own it. Who wants to own a loser? Who wants to own a CEO who's not communicating? And Snap, in all their wisdom, said, you know, we're going to bypass the Bay Area and we're going to focus on, you know, uh, the beach areas down in Southern California. And they just don't have the the 
properties, the campuses set up correctly, they had a lot of problems. So Snap Target raised to $17 from $12 at Bank of America ahead of the 12, uh, July 23 quarter. Um, President Trump is holding a summit on social media today in the White House. What's interesting is no social media companies are invited. It's typically the right-wing conspirators who've been blocked from some of those sites. So there could be some bad news coming. On top of that, if you take a look at one of the top stories of the day, France, their, uh, their finance minister, Bruno Le Maire, defended a 3% tax on the French revenues of tech giants. It's a digital tax, if you will. France's Senate approved a tax on revenues for companies like Google, Amazon, and Facebook, defying a warning from President Donald Trump that it unfairly targets American companies. These American companies are the pride and joy, and we should be celebrating them as American companies. And yet, even our own president's doing a digital summit today to tear them down, even though he said, we're going to investigate France's planned digital tax on tech companies, and we're going to throw tariffs on Merlot. Uh, maybe we should have a Boston Tea Party and pour, uh, pour bottles of Merlot out. And if we do that, let me know. And I'll sit right underneath you. We could pour it out right in my mouth. And I'll go down, 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 my tummy, tummy, tummy. So, um, yeah, there's some negatives going on in digital media. And as a guy who owns a home in the Bay Area that's surrounded by Google and it's surrounded by Facebook and it's surrounded by, you know, ex-tech companies like uh, Yahoo, um, they're easy targets. And when you see how much profit they make per employee, they're even easier targets. Because we live in a haves and have-nots kind of world. And we go, why are they making so much money and I'm not? So um, the world's getting ready to go against these guys. It could be a, tr- a rough 12 to 18 months for the uh, next election cycle. Just throwing it out there. It could be. But then again, if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, oh, what a party you would have. Major stock markets rose again today and yesterday after Jerome Powell raised expectations for an interest rate cut. Are you in the market? Are you feeling wealthier? Or the other story out there, are you feeling like you got more debt? Debt got you down? Yeah. So it is what it is, I suppose, right? Um, Don't over leverage yourself. That's my advice to you if you can possibly hear me for just a moment. Other big stories out there today, Weight Watchers. This is a company that, to me, should have been kind of marginalized by the Internet. An analyst at J.P. Morgan upgraded Weight Watchers to neutral from underweight, hiked the price target $22 from 17 said the company's subscriber trends have stabilized, adding, we believe, we believe we can win. No, that's not what they said. They say, we believe investors are beginning to look past the expected negative 50% earnings decline this year. I'm sorry, but I don't back horses that, that came in last thinking, well, the next race has to be better. I, I want to see the better race first, if you know what I'm saying. Because if the next race is just as bad, you put it out and shoot it. Big event tonight in the Bay Area. You can sign up for the event at Palo Alto Elks Lodge at robblackshow.com. Use the code RADIO25. Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. 
I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Big event tonight. Come out and meet me and CFP Chad Burton in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. I'm not going to be doing this forever, so good time to come out and get a little bit of a brief education on income and retirement. It's an issue that directly affects me. It's probably an issue that will directly affect you. And there's going to be some dark days for America down the road because we don't balance our budget. And when we do, we spend this the surplus. It's not a good situation. We continue to print money and we're basically passing the dollar down to future generations. Kicking the can. Um, there used to be a thing called mama jokes. Your mama is so fat. Your mama is so ugly. And like, things like that, right? Hey, I saw your mama. She was kicking a can down the street yesterday. What was she doing? She was moving. <laughs> um, we're kicking the can down the street. And it's not good. It's If you have young kids, they're not going to enjoy the same quality of life that we do because we're using basically printed money and a lot of debt on top of it. At some point in time, that comes back. Now, again, the sad part about that is we've been screaming that. Not we, just you know, the American public has been screaming that for years and years and years and years. You know why we have the best military? Because we print money and, and, and do things. You know why we got the best, you know cost of living you know why we have the best quality of life you know because we keep printing money huh so that's out there work with me on this if you can 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air uh you can't bury the lead on this market right now the stock market is fired up and it's all due to fed chair powell's dovish minded testimony before the house finance service committee on wednesday it is rather overt, hence the FOMC is going to cut the target range of the Fed fund rates by at least 25 basis points at the July 3031 FOMC meeting. It's interesting because the 10-year Treasury was panicking a couple weeks ago, and it kind of stabilized. Um, so, And that's kind of tough to say that it stabilized when we're talking about the 10-year Treasury sitting about 2.06%. But last week, at one point in time, it was at 1.95. The lower it goes, the more stress there is. But the Fed basically saying, hey, we have an interest in keeping this stock market up and going. They do have an interest in keeping it up and going. You know why? The longer it goes, the more taxes I pay. The more taxes I pay, the more we're able to service our debt. Yeah, no kidding. So there's kind of a virtual cycle there. But we're doing it the wrong way. Instead of doing it from a strong economy, instead of doing it from like new manufacturing technologies, new productivity, or new uh, breakout technologies in healthcare and in science and technology, we're doing it kind of a wrong way. Colorado grew their annual cannabis sales to $1 billion as other states continue to struggle. They make a lot of money on taxes on that. There's a new study out that says if you legalize marijuana, teenagers might not want to do it. (laughs) Oh, you're kidding me. Trump signed an executive order overhauling kidney transplant and dialysis market. He signed the order designed to reform the nation's kidney treatment industry. The order will create new payment models to encourage more kidney transplants and give patients incentives to seek dialysis treatment at home instead of at at expensive treatment care centers. A mess. It's a mess. That's a good thing. So it's, it's technically better health care. 30 million U.S. adults are estimated to have chronic kidney disease, and most are not diagnosed. Medicare uh, hits more than $110 billion, $110 billion a year. 
So companies like DeVita and Frisinus, I don't know how to say this on F-R-E-S, E-N-I-U-S, Frisinus, Frisinus, and DeVita shares are, they operate 5,000 dialysis clinics. They're falling. Their stocks are. So Trump had, the executive order came after a federal judge basically said in D.C. that the Trump administration can't make pharmaceutical companies disclose list price of their drugs and television ads. And the pharmaceutical companies basically said, rabble, rabble, rabble. And what they really said was something along the lines of, well, we can't really disclose how much a drug's going to cost you on a commercial because, well, uh, you might have a different health care plan than someone else does, and they may have better coverage than you or worse coverage than you. Mm. It's a tricky situation. It's The pharmaceutical companies spend a lot of money on commercials so that when you go and see your doctor, you can tell your doctor what you want versus what he wants to give you. Now, keep in mind the pharmaceutical companies used to do big things uh, as a publicly... as a public figure who was on TV and radio, I got invited to a lot of dinners where companies like Merck and Pfizer would invite doctors and they would have me be the entertainment. I would be the monkey boy. Um, part of the dinner was they would show you about this great new technology or great new drug that they have. Educate the doctors on like COX-2 inhibitors. These are like super aspirin. And uh, these super aspirin are great for people with arthritis. And studies show that they're good. And uh, then they say, okay, monkey boy, Rob, you come on out and like talk about the stock market for a little bit. And, you know, I got to eat some great meals. It was good living. Mm. But that's, oh, that's kind of bogus, too. As much as we don't want, as much as I don't want you going in seeing a commercial, seeing something that's 30 seconds long, and going into a doctor and you giving medical advice to him, I also don't want doctors being wooed. You know, the, the industries are so tough. Right? Here I am just complaining about it. There was another industry that I absolutely hate. Um, I'm a big fan of California teachers. Big fan. I'm a big fan of teachers. I once wanted to marry a teacher. Like, the idea as a, as a teenager of marrying an a elementary school teacher, they got to be the salt of the earth, right? They got to be, like, so awesome because they're willing to deal with other kids' boogers and snot and, and teach them and educate them. I, I, I found that to be the most noble profession. And um, they get screwed. They get posed. They get, they get like, jerked. It's not good. Um, so when a teacher comes a teacher, typically early in the, the year, you'll see a insurance guy come in or a financial guy come in, bring in pizza to the lunchroom. Good looking guy. Typically I'm saying the teaching industry is pretty dominant female. And, uh, a lot of them, you know, they're making teacher salaries and they're looking for, they're not looking for, excuse me. I don't want to be too sexist, but the idea of a, a wealthy guy, you know, helping their income not a bad idea. So a good-looking guy who's got a nice suit that brings in pizzas to the teachers and basically says, okay, ladies, um, let me tell you something. Uh, in your retirement plan, you should choose this annuity. And, uh, you know, it's a great idea, and uh, you'll have income in retirement on top of your, your teacher's uh, uh, structure. And what he should be saying, okay, ladies, 
I'm really a young guy and I'm bringing you pizzas because I'm trying to impress you with something that's kind of stupid. And this product that I'm having to sell you is, is actually a piece of crap. It's no good for you. It, it's going to make me a lot of money and make my boss a lot of money. It's not going to do you very good. The people who get the short end of the straw are the teachers. I hate that. That's terrible. Hate it, hate it, hate it. Uh, and they don't know any better. They're, they're working on their, their daily plans. They're, they're, they're teachers. They're not financial experts. But a little pizza, a nice suit goes a long way in this day and age. So the teachers union does a pretty good job of trying to educate the um, teachers, the new teachers. But there's something to be said for a good looking man in a good looking suit with, with free food. Not the way I want to do my financial plan, if you know what I'm saying. Other big stories out there today. Other than, did I mention that 7-Eleven's got a free slurpee day? <laughs> I'm so easily impressed. California State Legislator Schleicher, uh, America. Um, the California State Legislature is about to crush Uber and the rest of the sharing economy, potentially. That's the crux of the issue raised by a measure called California Assembly Bill 5, which this week is being debated in the state Senate after passing the state's lower chamber earlier in the year. The bill proposes to enshrine into law the standard created in the April 2018 California Supreme Court decision known as the Dynamex case. The bill addresses the question of whether the gig economy workers should be treated as employees or be classified as contractors. Companies like Lyft and Uber want to classify their drivers as contractors because then they don't have to pay their social security tax. They don't have to pay a lot of taxes on them. They don't have to give them health care. So something to pay attention to. Every now and then, the law, also known as Main Street, crosses with Wall Street, and it can be kind of messy. Um, at the moment, car sharing and food delivery drivers are largely contractors, which mean drivers are responsible for their own vehicle expenses, such as gas, insurance, and maintenance. One analyst, Dan Ives, noted in a research report that passage of the California bill would mean drivers would be protected by U.S. labor laws. As a result of that, the companies they work for would have to pay Social Security and payroll taxes and really change their, their margins and their cost structure. When you add in an employment insurance and state employment of taxes, the law poses a big risk to these guys. So, worthy of note, whether it be Uber Eats or Grubhub publicly traded or DoorDash or Postmates, treating someone as a contractor, and again, more and more Californians are being treated as contractors because it's a way of corporations saving big dollars. Big dobre me. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. You can find me online at robblackshow.com. Big event coming up tonight in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. I'd love to see you there. You can sign up for the event at Rob Black Show, 630 to 830 Elks Lodge in Palo Alto. It's easy to get to. I'll get there a little early. Hopefully you get there a little early. And I'll stay a little late. Hopefully you stay a little late and ask your questions. It's all about income and retirement. You can sign up for the event at Rob Black Show and use the code RADIO25 to get in for free. I'm only human after all I'm only human after all Don't put your blame on me Don't put the blame on me Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com Now, back to Rob Black and your money 
on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Don't be shy to get your calls in the air. You pick up the phone. You call me, 800-516-1220. Any question is a good question when it comes to finance. That's one of the reasons why we do events. Uh, Tonight we're doing one in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. Great parking. How often do you hear that put together? Free parking. They've got a little bit of a restaurant and bar downstairs. The event is at the Elks Lodge. And um, get there early. Relax. Chill. They have a pool outside. And they've got a... Elks Lodge has always freaked me out. I'll be quite honest with you. Uh, They have all the founders. Uh, Not all the founders, but I guess all the the presidents of the years. And uh, I don't think it comes as a surprise. It's... They're all on the wall, and I find them kind of creepy because it's—I don't know—it's just—it's kind of an old school thing, and I, I don't think I'm kind of new school. I don't think I'm old school in any way, shape, or form. I do business in kind of a new form, but like the Kiwanis, and like whenever you have like pictures of the, let's just say this: a lot of old Caucasian men, and every now and then you're like, oh, a woman, <laughs> refreshing. But if there's been a hundred leaders through the years. I'd say like you see man 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 woman man 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 woman and it's just it's a reminder like that's so old school I don't know if that works with what I don't know if I'm jiving with you and or not I'm trying a little hustle and flow um the hustling economy right those who get by and those who do so Delta had a good credit report so you got to go clap, 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 clap. CVS Health, it's up 6% following a report today that indicates the Trump administration has withdrawn its plan to eliminate rebates from government drug plans. Made for a good political headline when it came out. But those rebates... Oh, no, no, that's a bad thing. So Trump administration wanted to say, hey, you shouldn't be rebating drugs because that's favoring some people and not others. And then the Trump administration didn't have the teeth to follow through with that. And again, it's just buying influence. And it is what it is. I can't knock it. It's part of the system. I live in the system. And you know the markets are hitting record highs. Which, for the record, when we tend to hit record highs, sometimes it kind of melts up. And to give you a good example is when Apple was like, it's a $900 billion company. It's a $950 billion company. Analysts said, okay, when it hits a billion, it'll probably go to... 5% more than that because there'll be elastic momentum to get in and then it'll ride it and then it'll crash and that's exactly what happened. Same thing could be said for S&P 503,000 and the Dow 27,000 is potentially sometimes there's a race to the top and then just kind of a, a whoosh down. As we took out that milestone, now we have to digest it. Pot investors aren't doing so well. This is kind of one of the stories that I, I should hit on a little bit more because pot investing last October, November, when more states were legalized, and it became very sexy. And what you're seeing is not a lot of profits in the industry. A person came in my office at Cron yesterday at the TV station I work for. K-R-O-N. And he said, hey, what should I do with my pot at mar- marijuana investments? I'm like, do you have a yard? He goes, yeah. I said, do you have grass? Yeah. 
I said, do you ever have to, you know, do you ever get crabgrass? And he goes, yeah. I said, that's a weed, right? Yeah. And I said, how tough is it to kill that? He goes, tough. And how easy does it spread through your yard? And he started getting my point is that global marijuana legalization efforts is a positive. But the profitability of something that basically is easy to grow is a problem. Kronos, one of the largest Canadian pot companies, is expected to report net adjusted income. Um, that's on the downside. Instead of profits, they're getting big write-downs and unfinished inventory. So Canada legalized marijuana, and people got excited. More states in the United States have legalized it. Now the government of the United States is talking about legalizing it. Um, and maybe even decriminalizing it, so to speak. So, in very symbolic Canadian form, they're not able to deliver on some of their expectations that American companies have for profits. There's another company, um, Canopy Growth. And their co-CEO left after the company lost $323 million in the quarter, prompting frustration. Alcohol giant Constellation brand, which owns about 36% of the company, holds a majority of the board seats, and the CEO of Constellation was not pleased with the results. Uh, people got pretty excited. Uh, I got to admit, the idea of, of you know drinking a CBD-infused water that helps you sleep isn't the most offensive thing in the world to me. Sounds good. So companies like Canopy, Aurora, Afria also carry high levels of goodwill. So do you remember how like um, Beyond Meat soared? There's a lot of levels of goodwill. We're like, well, maybe down the road they'll be profitable or more profitable or super profitable or maybe they'll hit seven like you, sometimes you gotta be careful with these story stocks marijuana is a story stock bitcoin's a story stock we're putting a lot of faith that they're able to deliver in the long run be cautious as you're pretty so be wise wolves may lurk in every guise as um, the little girls it seems to say never stop up on your way as, uh, never trust a stranger friend for you to not know how it will end. As you're pretty, so be wise. Wolves may lurk in every guise. Now and then the simple truth, sweetest tongue has sharpest tooth. Um, that's from Little Red Riding Hood. Um, why I still remember that from my childhood, I don't know. Those brothers' grim stories were, were mean and nasty. Holy mackerel. Those things, if you read to children, will give them uh, nightmares. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Sweetest tongue has sharpest tooth. I bet you didn't know that I, that I was uh, Little Red Riding Hood. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Big day on the markets. They're not really running with the breakthroughs of Dow 27,000, S&P 500, 3,000. We'll see where we go. Uh, we're going to be talking about that and more tonight in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. Income and retirement. How much do you have? How much are you able to create income? How long will it last? What are some things that you're forgetting? What about Social Security? Sign up at the event for the event tonight at Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge at robblackshow.com. Use the code RADIO25 to get in for free. Oh,